Hey everybody, I had a quick announcement that I wanted to let you all know about. Last Friday when we released our mini breakdown, I had a big error. (laughs) I actually muted the first part of the whole episode, and in it, Ashley and I were making some pretty big announcements about the podcast. Uh, You should go back and listen to it. Uh, if you've not had the chance yet, because we explain kind of some some ways that the podcast is evolving um, and some tweaks that we're making to the show structure of how things are going to episodes are going to be formatted on Mondays and on Fridays. So definitely go back and listen to that. If it's pulling up in your feed and you're still missing the first half of the episode, you'll need to go into your Apple podcast app. Um, I'm not sure you do it on Spotify, but I know on Apple podcast, if you just go to the episode, you delete it. And then if you scroll to all of the episodes, um, there should be be a button that says like see all episodes you'll click that you may need to re-download the episode re-download the episode so we just wanted to make you guys aware of that we make some announcements like i said And we also have a brand new community for you, our listeners, uh, on Facebook. We've created a bridal breakdown group on Facebook, and we're hoping to cultivate a community. We go into details all about it in last Friday's episode, Um, but you can find the link to this Facebook group in our show notes. We definitely want to invite you to jump into that, to be a part of it. Let us know where you're listening from, all of that stuff. And we really want to build something special um, with you, our listeners, and want to be able to connect with you um, in a new way. We talk all about this. and kind of unpack the why behind this Facebook group again in last Friday's episode. But you can find the link to join that in the show notes for this week's episode and last week's episode. So um, today, Ashley and I dive into an amazing conversation about timelines. We This is probably the number one thing that my brides are always asking about. They are just want to know how long things are going to take. And so we kind of give you guys some good rules of thumbs when it comes to how to make a timeline. We give you all the tips, all the tricks. So it's a big episode. It's a long episode. It's a meaty episode. But man, we truly do believe it's helpful. So we'll let you get to that content. I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate cultivate a healthy healthy and thriving thriving marriage. marriage. We have literally spent the last like 30 minutes, I feel like, trying to start this episode. <laughs> I know. I'm like, let's just turn it on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's we do get it. so distracted sometimes just talking about stuff. Like, we will literally just talk about random stuff. Just like, you just sent me a picture of someone to look at too. Like, we just random things, like things that have nothing to do. And I do the same thing. No. Like, I'll interrupt you and I'll be like, hey, by the way, I had like so and so. And I did, I just, we're all over the place all the time. Oh, like literally you said something about a really pretty bride and I was like, oh my God, you have to see this girl. Yeah. Also really pretty. Like, it, and so then I made you. But it wasn't a in a creepy way that I said that, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. She was looked really pretty on her wedding day. <laughs> it was a very positive thing. Yes. I feel like that sucks being a dude. Like you really yeah. are like, guys, if this is not creepy. And I'm like, like I'm oh, I never thought perv- it was creepy. I'm not but, being a pervy guy. But I know you, so I know it's not creepy. And I'm like, nobody. Yeah. It didn't even cross my mind that people would, but you, you do, you have to like be cognizant of your, can I say, can I say something? No. This is a little rant. Yeah. It's a random rant. Okay. 
it's hard being a male wedding photographer. Oh, I I can totally imagine, but I'm very happy to have a male counter part on a wedding day because they can go be with the guys. But I can't imagine being like the male yeah. lead. Yeah, it it's tough too. Um, just because of, I mean, just because of what you said, like, I mean, just in general, I think most women on their wedding day, especially when they're getting ready, feel more comfortable around uh, a woman. Well, it's intimate. Yeah. Like, yeah you're it's, with your, it's, it's a bunch of girls. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, luckily I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I, I, I'm not a very masculine person. Like I don't just reek like masculinity in the sense of like, why did you make that face? Because I wanted to interrupt you and say, dude, Justin, Justin and I shower together. I don't know if that's yeah. a weird thing to say, but we have always our entire relationship just like showered together. And we were showering together this morning, potentially. And it, literally we were talking, people always mistake him um, to be gay when he's shooting yeah. a wedding. Always. Literally when he's shooting a wedding, really? people think he's gay. Consistently. Someone asked him. Oh, no, this was... Okay, so a girl asked him if they matched on Hinge at a wedding. Justin doesn't wear a wedding ring. They were uh, okay. like, do you match on Hinge? Or did we match on Hinge? And Justin was like, yeah. He didn't know what the hell Hinge was. <laughs> she goes, are you serious? And he goes, no, what's Hinge? And she was like, the dating app. And he was like, I'm married. And she was like, oh, to a guy, right? <laughs> she said that? Yeah, she oh, was... Apparently, gosh. she was like really drunk, but... Anyways, it happens all the time. Sometimes I'm there. Sometimes the other Ashley is there. And how does that affect him? Um, I think don't think it normally affects him, except he did say after the last one, he was like, I need to do something different because like the amount of attention that he like gets is like unwanted attention. And he's like, yeah. I, I, anyways, but we were in the shower talking about that and he was just like, you know, I just, I don't reek masculinity. He's like, I'm very comfortable with yeah. who I am. And he's like, I don't feel like I'm like a guy's guy or like the guy that, you know, just like when you think of like a quote unquote man. Yeah. He's like, I just don't. I, so anyways, I just thought that was funny that you said that because Justin literally said the same thing about himself this morning. I have a hard time with i mean and i've always been this way like even in high school like very similarly like when i grew up uh like all of my most of my friends were girls um him too no wonder you guys get along so well yeah it it that that's just normally how it is i mean i've just always connected better with girls and and so i got a lot of that going up in high school like oh but even then like in 2000 like 2009 like it wasn't super it wasn't cool to be gay then when i'm not saying like it wasn't as widely accepted. accepted yeah like i feel like that came honestly not too long after like just a few years after like it became more accepted yes yes so, be yourself love who you love yes yeah so but on a wedding day like yeah like when i got a group of bros on a wedding day like that's gonna be like bros i'm talking like dick jokes all day like you know i can tell dick jokes that's fine but i i feel you though like Locker room talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then, so anyways, it's just really difficult because you, you have to toe this line. And then let me just throw this out there too. Being a person of color mm -hmm. on like 
I'm mm-hmm. I'm just a wild like you call me a unicorn earlier. I'm I just kind of this thing that it's like I, you're a I'm, thing. You're calling yourself a thing. <laughs> yes. Well, let me describe it. Like I am Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I'm bearded. I am a bigger guy. I mean, I'm like 260. I but I also don't sound Hispanic. Mm-mm. And I know. I wonder if people listening even like they're like what? No, they probably don't even know. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, and and so I'm just a really wild bag of tricks. That's a weird way to describe myself. I actually I feel like love people that. Don't, I don't know what I feel like there's not a bucket for people to put me in. Like they don't know what to do with me. Years and years ago, um This was a male dominated industry. Exactly. It used yeah. to be a male dominated industry. I think to do think the wedding world is like a different beast in itself, but um yeah, it's nice. I think it's really nice to have like if you were with the guys that's I, I love having Justin whenever he goes yeah. with the guys like I'm like because they can't I feel like they don't feel like they can be themselves around me mm-hmm. who knows why like maybe it's because they want to make some inappropriate jokes which of course are some not of them my still favorite do thing, not even stop but <laughs> I'm like golly watch your filter man but at yeah. least when like Justin's around like you want people on their wedding day to feel comfortable being themselves I guess even if themselves is, is making inappropriate and typically um, what we'll do is like we show up but. and and we do this like we'll walk in. And this is why I love having Lara. It would be it was harder when I didn't have Lara shooting with me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I'm married and that my wife is there, honestly, it does break down a lot of barriers. Like we go in first thing we do, even before we've like put our, you know, got our gear all together. We'll go in, we'll meet parents, we'll say hi to them. We'll say hi to the bridal party, introduce ourselves to the bridesmaids because we're just now we're outsiders coming into their space. Mm -hmm. And so we always say hi. Hey, what's your name? Tell me how you know, you know, the bride and your relationship. And it just, and then we grab our details and we go and we start taking photos and we notice like a pretty big difference there. And typically, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, like the bride, like I go in and I still do all those photos of her. Like she's 98% buttoned up, you know, when we yeah. knock those photos out and stuff like that. But it is, it does make a big difference having my wife there. I feel yeah. like that takes a lot of the weirdness out of the day. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way, but for opposite reasons. Like I always feel pursued or like prior to being married, like now when I have a ring on my finger, I almost feel like I have this force, this like force field around me that's like yeah. protects me. But before I was even engaged, which obviously was like a, three-month engagement but before I was engaged I always felt like people would not leave me alone and like just like let me do my job like stop making jokes to me stop like making passes like I have crap to do like enjoy your day ignore me like please 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 ignore me and so also getting married or and or having Justin there I always feel very I feel safer Freaking yeah. man. No, that, that totally makes sense, man. Like, dude, I I didn't even think about that. Like, it's hard for me, but it's, I can't imagine like having to deal with like flirty groomsmen all Especially day. Especially when like just, the alcohol starts flowing, you know? Yeah, gosh. And I feel like that would be something that would be more blatantly obvious than just some of the things that I have to deal with. Gosh, that's I mean, tough. Yeah, everyone, uh, everyone has their struggles and nothing is to be diminished. And it's... You know, sometimes you get like I did a wedding by myself a couple weekends ago and I didn't have a second shooter and I had the most respectful group of men ever and they were just That's super great. open and respectful and friendly and like thankful and like, you know, so it just depends. But 
Sometimes this is random. Sometimes it's fine. This is also another random thought, and then we'll get to our topic. Okay. Because this was not even like I was not going to go here, and then it just happened. But you and I haven't shot a wedding together. No. How do you you think that would go? I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. I was thinking about that the other day because Larry said something about. Yeah, because I did a wedding with Ashley, and and we obviously podcast together. Mm -hmm. But I wonder how. It would go on a wedding day. Probably fine because I'm a nine and I would just literally just do whatever. Yeah. I get very barky. Yeah. I get very barky. Like I just am like, I I get very much in my zone. A wedding is a pretty high stress day. Yeah. I'm in my zone. I'm like, I need this done. I don't like chit chat a lot because when I start chit chatting, I'm like, at a wedding, you're always like, eyes are always on you. And I'm like, somebody's going to see me chit chatting. Are you very paranoid on a wedding day? I am just uh, hyper aware, maybe hyper aware. Yeah. Not paranoid, hyper aware, hyper aware that people are watching me, hyper aware that there's something that's happening that I'm not shooting. So I'm very, I'm very busy all day long. Yeah. Like I don't like ever really rest on a wedding day. I'm just like, go, go, get it, get it. You scarf your meal down in five minutes and then you're back up. If I'm alone. Yes. If I'm not alone, then I will enjoy my meal. But if I'm alone, I feel the pressure a little harder because I'm like, I don't know. I just, I feel it harder. I like, I'm like, I need to overcompensate because I'm by myself. So I need to like impress the heck. So I will scarf my meal down. And then if they're up, I'm up. Yeah. So if they're up, I'm up. Yeah. We kind of follow that same kind of principle. Yeah. But during, if I'm not by myself, I generally will like enjoy my dinner and take like eat dinner until like something is going to start because nobody wants their pictures taken while while they're they're eating, eating, which this is actually a really great transition into what we're going to talk about. To our, to our thing. Yeah. So Chris and I were initially going to kind of talk on time today because we're very consumed by spending our time wisely and like where is our time going and We've become what's like important. very aware of where we're like if you think of your time as like money, like how you're like literally spending it like I'm going mm-hmm. to spend my time this way. We've just become, I feel like over the last two, three weeks, there's been a big emphasis on it for us. So we're yes. thinking about it often. Yes. We were like, you know what? I see a lot of couples, they don't have time to plan a wedding. And it's like they're doing their full-time job and trying to like be a good partner while also trying to like plan this huge event for this like, you know, one day big milestone in their life. And we were going to talk about kind of like a little more time management, like respecting your time. And then it dawned on us. Out of nowhere, you had the thought. No, like literally nowhere. I was like, Chris, I'm inspired. And that's kind of our goal. If you heard Friday's episode is to talk about something like when we're inspired about the topic. And we're going to talk about timelines because this is something Abigail mentioned it in her episodes that mm-hmm. like timelines are really, really important. And her belief that your photographer should really like do it if you don't have a planner. Kinda but take the lead. Yeah. and But maybe you don't have a photographer that's going to take the lead on your timeline. And Maybe we're going to share some insight that you haven't ever thought of before. So Chris and I are going to talk about wedding day timelines and kind of our thought process throughout an entire wedding day. So we're going to start at the beginning and end at the end. And that way we'll cover pretty much everything and probably throw some tips in there here and there. But we're just going to kind of talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is less scripted, but honestly, I don't even know that we would need to script this and like do a thorough thing because you create timelines all the time. I, I make timelines, timelines for living all the time. Like, and it's kind of, 
Like, I don't know if you ever get this way. Sometimes you're like, ooh, this is going to be difficult. But it's kind of like, there's kind of a formula, but then there's always the variables that come into it to where like every timeline is kind of different. Yeah. But it's- And it's a puzzle. They're typically the same. And it's, it's, it's normally the order that stays the same, but then it's like making it work and it's like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. It is fun. I enjoy it. I, I like making timelines. I enjoy it too. It takes up my entire day, but I will like let it take up my entire day when I like do a timeline day, but I enjoy it. It just it's kind of time consuming. Timelines, yeah. time consuming time. So how do we want to tackle this? Do we want to go through like maybe some things that people need to be aware of? Do we want to start at the beginning like and, and just sprinkle in these tips as they come? Like the random nuggets? Uh, let's do a mixture. So let's start with, if you listen to no other part of this episode, which I think you should listen to all of it, there are a couple of things that we think you need to take into consideration when picking your ceremony time, mainly. And then then we'll dive in. But the biggest thing I would say to consider when picking your ceremony time is... Sunset. Sunset. So you can go into Google to figure out your the sunset time on your wedding day. But this is something a lot of people don't consider, especially like if you pick a December wedding day and you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, they have December 5th available. And you don't realize the sun is freaking setting at 4.30 p.m. Yeah. On your wedding day. At, and at its worst, you know, at its best, it's still setting at 5.30. Yes. And say, like, Chris, I don't want to do a first look. Yeah. But I don't want to have a 2 p.m. ceremony yeah. because that's like a, such an early dinner. Well, oh gosh, something's got to give. So anyways, take it into consideration. So let's like dive into it. You go to Google, you type in your wedding day. So you could put in April 17th, 2021, sunset time, Wichita, Kansas. And it'll literally probably like 8, 10 right now. Yeah, it's it's, probably what it is, something like that. It's pretty late right now, so it's pretty nice. So you'll look it up and it'll just literally pop up in Google on your phone, on your computer. Mm -hmm. It's great. And so that's what we do consistently. It's always how we start out a timeline when creating them from like scratch at the beginning. What time is your sunset? Figure out your sunset time and then you're going to work backwards to figure out what time your ceremony should be. But that also is going to impact think about your dinner time. So those are kind of just a couple things to consider. What time is your sunset? So your ceremony is at a decent time. Your family formals are at a decent time. Your wedding party, your bride and groom photos are at a decent time. You're not running out of sunlight. So you want to make sure you have ample enough time afterwards. But you're also like not getting married at high noon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and and that you brought up the dinner thing. Like that's a big deal too because while you're running out like you run out of light um like during the winter, you, there's an excess of light during the summer. Right, so like August it's is, like 9 p.m. or something. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. And so if you want sunset photos, now there's a way around this. You just push push sunset photos to the very last thing that you do mm-hmm. instead of but typically like if maybe if your photographer hasn't problem solved this, which I hope they would, a lot of times people will do their sunset photos. They'll try to time it to do it before they make their grand entrance, so that once they've made their grand entrance, they don't They're have to done. leave to do any. They, yeah. they don't have to leave to do anything else. So you kind of got to pick your poison with this. But let's say you want to do sunset photos before, then by the time that happens, you know you get back in. Uh, there's some times of the year where you get back in and you make your grand entrance at seven thirty. 
and then you're going to serve dinner, but it's like, oh, we're eating at 7.30, 7.45. Like, do you want to do that? It's a late dinner. Yeah. It is a late dinner. And you want to think people are getting hungry. So another workaround that you can do for this, as we're just talking about this right now, is yeah. my favorite thing to do during most times of the year besides winter and summer when we have that early sunset and that late sunset when we're kind of it's like teetering in the middle around seven something I like to enter your reception at whatever time you're entering your reception you have dinner and as soon as you're done eating dinner we steal you so like you get 10 minutes Mm, we're like hey eat your food scarf it down because if you don't people are going to come talk to you anyways and you're probably not going to eat in the first place scarf your food down real quick once I see you're done I'm going to come grab you. We're going to go outside for 10 minutes. Your guests are still busy eating. Everybody is happy. Your stomachs are full. Like you're no longer hangry. Let's go pop outside while you have a full belly and your guests are eating and preoccupied. And let's go do your golden hour photos then. And that's another thing to consider too. Like when we say sunset photos, it's really just like golden hour photos. It's golden hour. Like a lot of times you're not going to get an actual sunset. sunset. Yeah. Yeah. So. That light isn't actually that great at that time. And it goes quick. Like right when it's setting, like, I mean, it's minutes. Minutes. That it's, and it's gone. Yeah. I love to do like at the very beginning of golden hour. Yeah. And it's like, which is an hour before. So that's really good for us to even bring some clarity to now too. If, If sunset is at 842, that doesn't mean the sun has started setting then. That means it's set. It has gone down the horizon. Yes, and you cannot see it, and it gets real dark really Within quick. And so, minutes. yeah. So let's say sunset is at eight p.m. Uh, you want to be out there at with at like between seven and seven thirty. Like mm-hmm. that's a good time. I mean, and then if it it's won't overcast, even be bad at six forty-five. Exactly overcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then if it's overcast, I mean, it's darker quicker, mm-hmm. which you can't really control. Nope. Um, but I think a good rule of thumb is like an hour to an hour 30 before sunset. Yeah, I think it's so too. Bad. And you're going to be happy. I mean, you're, I, my, my biggest thing is like have something in your stomach if you can. And like, I really just tell my couples like, this is going to be a relaxed time for just you two to like have a moment. It's been chaotic in that reception. Yeah. And I have so many people say afterwards, they're like, that was my, if I think back to my favorite day moment of my wedding day, it was when, we went out for sunset photos because it was just me and my husband and we kind of had a moment to like take things in. All the hustle and bustle was done and like we got to be alone for a second. So we don't really personally and every photographer is different, but we don't do a whole lot of posing during like this little 10 minute sneak out uh, after dinner because I want you to have that moment. But yeah, so again, all photographers do run these sunset portion time differently. Um, it's full belly. I love the just concept of if you have the opportunity, have a full belly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and at this point too, like, and I'm just going to be honest, it's normally the brides that do have an issue with eating uh, because th- I think they're so excited about their day. The groom's going to sit down. He's going to chow down. Like there ain't mm-hmm. nothing that's going to stop him from eating. Mm-hmm. But like brides, you have to take this seriously with sitting down and eating because you're probably going to start drinking afterwards. And drinking on an empty stomach after you've probably been dehydrated all day. It's just, it's not a good combination. So mm-hmm. take Ashley's words to heart. Be sure that you sit down and you eat. Maybe you don't eat your full meal if you can't like, but get something in your stomach. You you really do need it. 
Also, during one of our bride interviews on one of our Friday episodes, someone gave a tip that I have just been obsessed with. And instead of eating at your reception, like enter, everybody starts going through the buffet and then you and your spouse can go to a back room and enjoy a meal together. It kind of also gives you that same moment of just like stillness and you guys get to actually be together. You also get to eat because people won't come and interrupt you and you get that like 20 to 30 minutes alone where again, everybody's preoccupied. They're not missing you right now. But it just gives you that. I just don't remember who that was. Yeah, I can't remember either. I feel like recently you told me about something. Maybe it was you or someone else that told me about um, how there was like a family that they had their own separate move. Maybe it was Alexandra. Wait, I I don't know. I This did happen to me. An entire family went to a back room and they like enjoyed oh, then dinner maybe together it was as a family. Yeah, and they had their whole other family in a back room having their dinner separate from everyone mm-hmm. else. Like if that goes along with your wedding, why? I mean, that that's really cool. Bottom line, eat your food. <laughs> I know, seriously. Eat your food. This is, this is, I think, how this episode is going to go, though. We have like all these little like tips and tidbits for different parts of the day. Timeline tips. Yeah, all these like little timeline tips. So, But by far, this is, I think, the most important because if you... Timing. Like if you don't take this in, into consideration and you have a 5 p.m. wedding and sunset is at 5.15 that day and you are having a 25-minute ceremony, it's going to be dark. And mm-hmm. if you really had your mindset on sunset photos, like... There's You're nothing not getting your photographer them. can do. Like, Mm-mm. it's just not going to happen. So this is the most important thing when it comes to setting your timeline is you have to know how to accurately uh, move your ceremony start time to get what you want to get. Yeah. And if you're somebody who is getting married in like December, let's say, and you have a five o'clock um, sunset time, you could have your, your ceremony at, let's say, four o'clock or you could do four o'clock have like a 20 minute ceremony and then let's that's like 4:20 to 5 o'clock so you have 40 minute window to get your photos done you your photographer can problem solve we just had to do this which is why this is fresh in my mind but your photographer can problem solve and maybe that means your family just kind of chills and immediately following the ceremony you go do your couples photos and then like wedding party because they're a little less important than couples photos. And then you yeah. can go inside and use flash and do uh, family yeah, pictures. We've had but to do that before. You we've just have to, to like maneuver things around Is it ideal? to make it work. No. Will right. it work? Yes. Right. If it's seriously important to you, because most of the time if that happens, I'm like, hey, look, you really might want to consider a first look. And you're like, no. Well, okay, we gotta we gotta do some maneuvering and see if what we can make happen then. Yeah, you're just gonna have to choose what is most important to you. Yes. So to figure out your ceremony time, consider dinner and look up your sunset. So that's our that's our first big tip. And there were a lot of things in there too. There yeah. it wasn't just that. But are there any other big things that we wanna tackle and hit on before we actually walk through like a timeline? Because that's kind I of a big one. Right. I think that's the big one. The one takeaway above all else, but obviously the rest of these, if it goes anything like what that just did, there's going to be a bunch of tips thrown in everywhere. So, Okay. Well, how about this? What if we uh, walk through a typical eight-hour wedding day? Okay. And maybe the at the look. very end of that conversation, with the first look, and then at the very end of that conversation, do you think we can have a conversation about uh, here, if... Like, here's what a 10 hour, you need a 10 hour wedding. If you do this, you need an eight hour. If you do this, you need yeah. a six hour. If you do this, that might be helpful. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, yeah, let's we'll dive into this timeline, like on a typical, and how would you frame this up? You started to, the, what we're going to go over right now. This, this is a typical eight hour wedding day. With the first look? With the first look. And we will, because if you're not doing a first look, you can just take this out. But this way we cover everybody. If you're doing a first look, we'll cover uh, golden hour, additional uh, husband and wife photos, dancing. Maybe we'll talk about some sparkler acts that I just thought of. That's a good idea. But this is just a typical eight hour wedding day from details all the way down to the dancing and sparkler exit. Well, you lead the way. Sparkler exit, though, you'll need a couple more hours, just saying. But okay. Yeah. So uh, let's start with hair and makeup. So as a photographer, I want you to know this. Your first inkling when your hair and you're booking your hair and makeup artist and they're like, well, what time are you getting dressed? Your first inkling a year before your wedding is I'm going to ask my photographer, what's my timeline? Mm-hmm. Girlfriend, love you, but we are not thinking about your wedding yet. Yeah. Not at all is so not even close to being on my radar and so when we've gotten this question in the past literally it like throws you for a loop as a as the your vendor as like a oh my gosh I don't know like you don't even know what time your ceremony is like there's all these factors that go into play to get this information for your hair and makeup artist which is why we are starting here so my sweet sweet husband pulled up all of our timelines that we'd done like for the year prior and he just did a bunch of math and on average, he found that the bride gets dressed two and a half to three hours before the ceremony starts. So take that into your wheelhouse. You already thought about what time your ceremony might start. So no, it's two and a half to three hours before your ceremony begins is when you're going to get dressed. So that's the time that you can give your makeup artist. I would just say three hours just to be safe. Yeah. You know like what's if really you're done early, you're so- done early. Go ahead. I have a couple timelines pulled up and that literally falls into these. No mine are freaking about th- way. Mine are about three hours yep. and I can guarantee you, but we don't show up at that point. Like photographers typically don't show up right when the bride is getting into the dress. I do. So you show up at that two o'clock. So let's say she was getting into her dress at two. You would show up at two. I show up an hour to an hour and a half before they get dressed. Yeah, that's when I would. That's what I was gonna say. Like we show up. Oh, an hour I thought you were gonna say I'm not on. there when you get dressed. I'm like, Chris, I am. No, 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 no. I'm saying they don't show up. Like they're not coming in and rolling in with all their equipment for the first time. Right when you're getting to your dress, typically it sounds like it's the same for you. It's about an hour before you get into your dress that your photographer will show up. Yes, exactly. It is. Yeah, and then the other two factors that go into that two and a half to three hours is if there is a change of venue to get to the ceremony location, Mm -hmm. add 30 minutes to that three hours. And then if there is a first look, add another 30 minutes. So those those are his, that's what he figured out after looking through like a year. This is very average. So if you're doing a first look and doing a change of venue, you need four hours before the ceremony starts. That's the time you're going to give the hair and makeup artist that you need to be ready. You have to be ready to be in your dress four hours before that ceremony time or three and a half or three, depending on the factors. So I just wanted to start with that because everybody needs to know because your photographer has no idea (laughs) on a lot of these factors. So, yeah. And that's, I love that you, that first off, shout out to Justin for doing that math and going back and looking at that. That's really cool to know. I always wonder like, 
how different is everything that we do? But that's good to know, like we're in good company, at least with these kind of hour marks yeah, and, and stuff like that. So uh, even before that, let's talk about the hour before that we arrive. What are you typically doing in that first hour when you show up and say hi and stuff? Details. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Details. So we, the, your best thing with like details, these are like your rings, your dress, your shoes, your invitations, your, any of your paper goods, any heirlooms that you want to include, your something borrowed, blue, whatever. Have If you have that in a box for your photographer to arrive, they can just, you don't have to scramble around yeah. on your wedding morning to like look for a bunch of things in the middle of your hair and makeup being done. The night before you can just prep this box so when someone arrives, it can be like, hey, does anybody know where the details box is? And they can just mm-hmm. h- hand this box over. And I'm like, goodness gracious, you are just so on top of it. It you helps. Gosh, it helps so much. Yeah. So also with those details, some photographers may send a list of like things to include in that box. And my internet connection's unstable. P.S. If you lose me. That's <laughs> just FYI. Yep. I'm just trucking. Um, the so the details box. Somebody might send you a list of things to include. No, you don't have to include all of those things. Like, let's say a garter is on the list, but you have no emotional connection to your garter, and like you ordered it the day before, or went and picked it up the day before at Hobby Lobby because you forgot about it. If you don't want a photo of it, you don't have to include it in that box. But anything you yep. include in that box, as your photographer, we will think. I have to take a photo of this. This is important. And know that each thing you're including is going to just take a little bit more time away from like you're getting ready candidates and things like that. So just take that into consideration when you're preparing your details box. And if a bunch of stuff's important to you, including that garter, like girl, include it. Like this is your history. I like no one, no one's judging you. Yeah. Another little thing that I want to add, at least for us, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but the weddings that we show up to that we don't get an hour before the day is chaos. Like it, yeah, it is not smooth. Yeah. And I have a reason, like I have a theory behind that. I truly do think it, a big part of it has to do with like jumping right into the day. And it's like, Oh, the photographer showed up. We're here. Like, it's almost like if you, uh, like, did you ever, make that craft growing up to where it's like you put sand like in a water bottle and you shake it all up and then like it's all murky but then like after i don't know 15 minutes it all settles to the bottom yeah that's kind of what it's like i feel like on a wedding day you show up the photographer's there you shake everything up well then the photographer takes your stuff there's new commotion there's new elements added new two new people maybe then they go do their thing the sand kind of settles Okay, because then at that point, it's real. Your photographer is there. Like, yeah, this is that's happening. true. That's this true. is happening. Like, yeah. the day has started when the photographer arrives. And if you just jump right into blowing and going at that point, it's going to feel stressful. And I feel like that helps set the tone. So when we show up, it gives us time to kind of, number one, we go do our details and that stuff. But it just is a slower start to the day. And it doesn't start off as hectic. That's something mm-hmm. that we've noticed. I kind of um, agree with that, actually. I agree with that. And if you, so if you, I mean, maybe you're somebody who you really like don't want to feel that like rush 
maybe, you know, if you don't have this freedom in your timeline, you could add in some more time with your photographer yeah, uh, to give yourself some more lax. And maybe you're somebody who thrives in that kind of environment. Who and knows? Honestly, it matters to us so much that if a bride only gives us 30 minutes, we're going to show up 30 minutes early. Like, and we're just going to gift them 30 minutes because Honestly, same. it, it more than anything else, it's for us. Like if we start the day off that way too, like it is just, it's really hard to recover from a rocky start at the beginning of the day that feels chaotic. So we'll just gift them 30 and show up early mm-hmm. and, uh, and do that. Yeah. I had so. a bride the other day and she had a very wonky morning. It was like, there was like this two hour gap between her getting ready stuff before she was going to get her dress on. Like she was going to be finished getting ready and there was like a gap in between and then putting the dress on and because they were going to do like some ceremony setup and stuff. So it was just a funky morning and so she wasn't going to have me for any of the getting ready stuff. Which, I mean, again, it was a wonky morning. So typically I'd be like, oh, really? But I was like, okay, whatever you want. Well, then it comes down to being right before the wedding day and she's like, actually, can you be there? And so I had to be there like two to three hours before I initially planned on it. And instead she was like, I'll pay whatever, you know. And so I ended up giving her an hour for free just because I told her, because otherwise it would be like too close if we did just the two hours. Like it would still, I'd have like 15 minutes before that two hour gap. And so I was like, you know, like, let's just do this two hours. And then I'm going to actually show up an hour early before that because not only are you going to then get the memories, but it's going to make my life easier <laughs> if I show oh, up totally. with that extra time. So, totally. Yeah, I feel you on that 100%. So that's why, and sometimes people are like, oh, well, I'm not a detail person. I don't really care about the rings. I don't really care about this stuff, like that kind of thing. But I mean, also, number one, you may even consider just downgrading to a six-hour package at that point. But that's a whole other thing that we'll get to like mm-hmm. a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So, so they've gotten their detail shots. They've gotten into the dress. Okay. Now what comes after them getting into the dress they get into their dress and now it's like you it's first look time so you're ready you got ready and something else to consider during getting your dress on is like who do you want to get your dress on with like do you want to get your dress on with mom this is a really good point because sometimes that's awkward right and if i know ahead of time out there right let me tell me ahead of time and i can make it happen and make it not feel weird it's like, hey, let me get Julia and, you know, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Sarah's the bride. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't have to say, hey, is your mom zipping you up? And she's like, no, my mom's not zipping me up. And mom's right there. Like, that's a really awkward position mm-hmm. to put, number one, your mom in, but then also whoever your photographer is. When yes. you, They could have avoided that. Good yes. point. So know who you want to help put your dress on. Is it mom? Is it sister? Is it all of your bridesmaids? Do you want them all to be there? Or do you want to do a reveal with them? Like, and then it's also good to know who you, who's going to be put zipping you up because then they need to know that they need to be ready. Yes. Too. Yes. So like ahead because of time, it's like, hey, mom, you do, you do got to get ready early because you could actually. Yeah. Typically, we tell moms to be ready 30 minutes before the bride is getting into her dress. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of what we tell her. Like, hey, just, just go ahead and be ready because sometimes we've had to wait on mom, you know, like or she's getting her makeup done last when she should have had her makeup done way earlier yeah like in the or she's setting up mm-hmm. so she's like or like oh yeah that's like a whole that's a whole thing that's a whole thing i'm trying not to get into whole things but I, know. I know that's a whole thing so keep that in mind who do you want to help you get dressed and let's say it's just like your maid of honor 
and so your maid of honor is helping you get dressed, that means all the bridesmaids amazingly can get ready at the same time as you instead of having to have like, let's get them ready first, add in an extra buffer time to get them ready. So know who it is going to be. And then if you're going to do a bridesmaids reveal and we're going to pull out all the stops on this timeline. Yeah. You're doing a bridesmaids reveal. You've got your dress on, you're with your maid of honor, you're putting that on. And then you have the bridesmaids all, you know, line up for their reveal or however your photographer, um, what's the word? Facilitates that. And you do the reveal. And then let's say you also want to do like a first look with your dad or a first look with your mom or with grandma. So then that can, you can or play that Or if you have kids, in. like there's been some people oh, that have done I that. They're children. Yes. They do a first look with their son or daughter. Yep. You know? Yep. So those are things to consider. I would say like that takes about, that's like a 15 minute situation, 10 Literally to 15 minutes in your thinking. timeline. Yep. Also backtracking to putting your dress on. I don't know how many people I, they like put, if they make their own timeline, it's like a five minute window to put their dress on. They're like, oh, I just zip it up. Like, it's fine. Girlfriend, you need 45 minutes. <laughs> you need 30 to 45 minutes for sure because you don't realize like you've got to get the shoes and you've got to get the jewelry on and then you've got to get your veil on and then all, maybe you didn't even realize there's a bunch of buttons on your back. Like you're like, oh, it just zips. Well, no, there's like a lot of buttons in there. Yeah. Sometimes mom struggles or, or someone struggles to get it on or like mm-hmm. this last wedding. Yeah. They're just overcompensating. And here's the great thing about doing that. We typically tell them 30 minutes, um, plan 30 minutes, but I know it normally doesn't take that long. Normally it takes 10 to 15 and I can bank on adding a buffer of 15 minutes that if we get behind, like Anywhere I else. typically try to add extra five minutes here, 10 minutes here, overcompensate yep. because if the worst does happen, you're okay. You a button snaps off. Yes. That happens. Like, yeah, little hazards or like. Oh, I have the perfect one. Okay. So this bride, this, uh, at our last wedding that we did this past Saturday, she had a very important necklace to her. Uh, I don't know whose it was, but it was very important. Well, somehow in the box, it got so tangled up that it took, uh, luckily, ironically enough, there was a jeweler there, uh, and he spent 15 minutes untangling this necklace. And she did not want to do her getting ready photos without it because it was so important. There was extra time in the timeline. Was not a big deal. But yep, who would it have didn't counted, screw up the rest. Right. Who would have counted on the necklace getting yep. tangled? Yeah. You had to use like safety pins to like oh chopstick it apart. It was wild. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the reason for buffer room. Or like you end up with a bunch of extra time. Well, maybe now we have some more time for bridals. We can do some hotel mm-hmm. bridals. And then like we go outside the venue and do like, a, you know, like... Just having that freedom can feel really, really good. It's better than being stressed out. So yeah, that is something else to consider. It's not just going to take you five minutes to put your dress on. Yeah, that's a good point. So she's gotten Um, into her dress. She's gotten into her dress. She's done her first look with her loved ones, her bridesmaids. And now it's time to do it with her partner, her spouse. Yeah, it's time for them to see each other. You are ready to see the love of your life. You're banking up for it. Typically, what I do is I go and find your spouse-to-be and I go get them set up. And during this little setup period, we, you know, sometimes get some individual photos of them. Also, make sure the light's right. It's going to work where both of you are in good light. And that's another thing to consider, too. Sometimes with your venue, you might be really excited about a spot, but it might not work at this time. Like, keep in mind, you set your ceremony time up, let's say, for 5 p.m., 
Four hours before that is 1 p.m. The light is awful at 1 p.m. That is the one thing that I that's tough with first looks is like it's normally high sun it's not going to be in like this like ideal location the lighting's not going to be dreamy unless you're inside and there's massive windows yeah that are lighting, like which sometimes that happens awnings like really big pretty awnings oh, somewhere yeah. yep you know like at a but, hotel like if there's a massive exactly windows. like i'm thinking the hyatt they're like yep. really pretty it, that's yeah. exactly where my mind <laughs> yeah so those are things to just have your expectations lined up with where they should be. Your first look location may not be the dreamiest because that time is generally not the best. Yeah, that's not so, it's not golden hour light. Right. So it's going to be first look time. Everybody does this differently. They might put 15 minutes in your timeline. I like to put 30. I like to do your first look. And then I like to transition into couples photos. Oh, we do the same thing. We do 30 minutes. It really? like takes five minutes. And then we like to say like, hey, um, we're going to get these very posy posy couples photos right now. We're going to knock well, these out. Why you guys out. look perfect. You guys look perfect. Your hair is all great. And then we're going to do a few like lovey-dovey because you're already all happy. Like we're going to do those. And then if it rains and we can't get outside all day, like we've literally knocked these out. So... Yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's get it done while we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some like, so, and also this is like another timeline. We're going to be, I'm all over the place, but with this timeline, first look situation, maybe you guys are more of the people, or we can tell on the wedding day that you're very, very nervous and maybe you're like the party type. So even though we set 30 minutes up for your first look, Maybe we can just vibe and tell with the way that you guys are that you need your friends. Like, yeah, you need your friends to hype you up. So instead of doing couples photos, we may just like move straight into your wedding party and then get the couples photos kind of afterwards when you've kind of like relaxed a little bit. And so know your timeline isn't like don't be married to your timeline. Your timeline will serve as like a checklist for your vendors, your photographers, videographers to make sure that they're getting everything that they need to be getting and staying on track to keep things moving the way that they need to. But that doesn't mean things can't move around and that kind of thing. Here's so. here's how I, I love that you brought that point up because I try to remind my couples of this on the day of like, it's less, it's less about how long something's going to take and us trying to hit the exact minute marks and more about knowing the order that everything is happening in. Yeah. Because if hair gets pushed back an hour, like most photographers position themselves in their mind and go, okay, instead of having four hours to accomplish all this, I have three. And then they adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. Instead of having an hour for full bridal party, bride and bridesmaids, groom and groomsmen, now I have 30 minutes. It's doable. It's going to be quick. It's going to be real quick. Mm -hmm. But like that's kind of how our brains, I feel like, work as photographers Yep. on the day of. Yep, totally. We're just kind of adjusting. Totally. And maybe it means your wedding party might move to after the ceremony and that wasn't initially the plan, but everybody will be together anyways. So like, hey, everybody heads up. We all are aware that we're running about an hour behind because of hair and makeup. Generally, that's always why. Yeah. So we're going to work together right after the ceremony. You guys are going to follow us out here and we're going to knock this out real quick. Like just know it's flexible. Don't be married to your timeline on your wedding day. You're not paying any dang attention to it. Let your let your professional stress out about it. Let, let you know, like, and exactly. as photographers, we're not gonna like super stress. We know what we're capable capable of. Right. If you, we wouldn't be in this industry if we weren't able to adapt in that way and like problem it's kind solve. Kind of exciting. 
oh, def, I'm like, okay, okay, what am I going to move? What am I going to fix? What am I going to do this? It's okay. I'm figuring it out. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We're going to do it. Everything's okay. Yeah. Or so, like the rain is coming and I'm looking on the radar and I'm like, okay, guys, everything we were going to do afterwards, we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyways, so we've wedding done party. First look. Now we're doing wedding party. Okay. So we said take 30 minutes, do your first look, but we're also going to do couples photos in that. What are they doing after? Like how long are you wanting to carve out for bridal party? Which do you, do you categorize bridal party? Is that full, er, full bridal I, party? Bride and bridesmaids. Wed- I, yeah. I do wedding party. That's like a personal thing. I realized. Oh yeah. I do. You, yeah. I noticed that you guys say wedding instead of bridal. Yeah. I do wedding. It makes par- more well, sense. A lot of people, when they say bridal party, they, they think that's the bridesmaids. I hear them like that's where the I connection they make. I need to make that make. change in my verbiage. It's, it's tough whenever you make them, but yeah. so we do wedding party as like the entire grouping. So I give myself 30, wait, no, 45 minutes to do wedding party, bridesmaids and groomsmen. So that's so about 15, I d- 15 per- each. Yeah. Generally it's like 10 minutes for wedding party, 20 minutes for bridesmaids, 15 minutes for groomsmen. Yeah. But just on the timeline, I just do 15 minutes even. Yeah. So. And typically for me, I'm going to add an hour to that, uh, knowing that we're going to move at a comfortable pace. We're not going to rush. We're not going to, mm-hmm. like my timelines, I build them in a way to where, again, I'm adding an additional five, 10 minutes here. This, And then guess what? If we finish everything early and they've done a first look, I'm like, guys, you have 20 minutes to relax and chill mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just be with your person on the day of. Like that's gold. Like that is literally gold on your wedding day. Yeah, because you don't get nearly enough of that. So 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Yep. No less. Like, nope. obviously, if you have to pull the trigger on the day of to do less, fine. Mm-hmm. But you really want to plan for about 45. Yep. Yep. I totally 100% agree with that. And then I put couples photos in like my notes. I did couples photos after that. I do like to do that transition into like maybe getting a couple more maybe you're transitioning to getting on a party bus and it's like, Hey, let me grab a couple more of you. Cause the light might be better now. <laughs> like an hour yeah, has passed. For sure. And so I love, this is a personal preference. I love to carve out little bits of time throughout the day. So like instead of doing 20 minutes of couples photos once, and that's the only time we do it, I'd much prefer to do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there and 10 minutes somewhere Interesting. else. Interesting. Love to do that. And then it feels okay. like more variety. Here's what I can see with that though is like, you're more in tune all day to the environment. Like you're looking, especially if it's not just at the same place and you're moving, like right. let's say you're getting on a party bus, you're going from hotel to uh, photo location to ceremony to reception. Like yep. there's so many different opportunities that you can take up during that time. I yeah. love that. And I love it to be intentional too. So like, I'm trying to think, I'm like not just trying to like brag on the way that I do this but it's something that we've done recently and I've like just really over the last year maybe two like when we show up to the reception if it's at a different place I very much like a must get photo for me unless like nothing works out is a photo of them like at their reception at their venue at their like at these places because oh, like in front of right like ideally in an ideal oh. world yes unless it's raining because if you think about it they spend five to ten grand on this venue depending on where you are in the country probably more than that in some areas but they spend roughly let's say 
$7,000 on the place that they're going to have their reception, A, it might not always be a wedding venue. B, it might not always be there. It might get bulldozed. And C, you, you chose that venue for a reason. So I'm like, it is a must, must get for me if I can at all help it and convince them to come out with me and do this. So it's, it's intentional in that way. It's not like I just want to like pose you this entire time, like three different times. It's like, we're doing this for a reason. I actually want to show you, I wasn't at this wedding. This was Ashley and Justin. And this was like sweet Justin's idea. He's so good, by the way, if you ever need a second shooter. I would love to shoot a wedding with Justin. He's incredible. Sorry, Lara. I know. Bye. (laughs) Um, Okay. It's literally, I hope you can see this from the screen. Because her account's private. I should be able to. Look at this picture. Oh, man. I love that. It's a, They're like on the second floor. And so he went way out in the street and had them get in the window. How did he do that so like, quickly? Did he say, be right back. Keep them in that same spot. So they were already outside to try to get them in front of the venue. And it just wasn't working. And, you know, there's some factors that make this not happen. And so... What they did was he did this, had this vision for this photo and he was like, okay, what I want you guys to do, this is going to be the last thing we're going to do. And then you're going to go into, you're going to, you know, party. He was like, go yeah. into your reception, stand in the window and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to do this. And so he had like two ideas and then had them like, he like hand signaled really big because he's like yeah, really yeah, yeah, tiny in the street. The other thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's how he did it. But. That's he's so like super, creative. super creative. He's incredibly creative. Well, I mean, he's a freaking graphic designer. Yeah. I mean, it's... His mind just works differently. Lara's the same way. It she does. does stuff like that. And I'm just like, wish my brain worked like that. <laughs> I know. I'm like <laughs> way too like this, you know, like a list. But yeah. anyways, so th- that's something else to keep in mind too, is even though this sounds like three or four different times you might be taking photos you won't be as exhausted as you think. Cause it's also just like moments to escape and like just yeah. to be together and you're not going to feel like you're taking photos all day. I mean, sometimes you can't, it depends. It, it all depends. It really on, depends on your photographer. Yep. They like run the freaking show, but that's something I really love to do. And if you're a photographer, you don't know if they do that and you really want that, you can request it like yeah. 100% request it, make it like one of your must haves, like a photo of me with my venue. Yeah. I think it's, amazing we typically just get the photo of the actual venue but now i'm definitely stealing that i'm like dude if it allows for it Larry, we got to do this we got to do this because if they get married at a church it's probably their church it's probably already special to them like you know they spend Mm -hmm. a lot of money on the venue why Mm -hmm. not why not you're already there like just do it on like with the reception you got to pull them out for sunset but that's something else like it's like we're going to pull you out for 10 minutes. Like you get this alone time, you know, but for the church, you're already leaving probably. So on your way out, let me snag this of you in front of your church. Like just real quick. Yeah. One I'll picture. make those notes. So I bought the, I haven't talked about it yet on Instagram, but I bought the arm Velcro thing that yeah, Ashley has. The, the I bought one. wrist coach. Yeah. Lara's like, you look so goofy. And I was like, I know, but it's so helpful. Like it's so <laughs> freaking helpful. All these little, little nuggets, man. These little nugs. So yeah. We finish family photos. Uh, I don't know how you do this, but I typically like to be done with all photos Wait, at the latest. Wait, dog. Are we what? doing? Are you doing family beforehand? Oh no, 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 not family, not family. Sorry, wedding party, Brattle. wedding party. Yes, yes, yes. Wedding party. So wedding parties, families are done. 
Yep. Okay. Now, I typically try to be done like no photos, none at all, 30 minutes before the ceremony. Okay. I so try to do it 45. Try. That's probably worst even case better. scenario, go 30. And by but worst case, that's still people fine. Show up, people show up an hour before. There are those okay. weird people. There are, but let's talk about that for a moment. Let's talk about this. So this is going to be one of those things that you may not want to hear. Not you, Chris, listener. You listener may not want to hear this. And I want to have a talk with you about your guests showing up. Yes. I have seen too many, it's brides, it's always brides, grooms are hanging out with the guests beforehand. I want you to think about this. You're having your event to spend this, you should that you like, you're going to have your own why, but one thing you should have in a why if you're inviting guests is to spend time with your guests, right? Ooh. Your groom, if it, this is like, a, this is, I feel like a man and woman scenario. The guys yes. generally don't care if people see them beforehand, right? They're out like right. conversating with their guests as they're arriving, like freaking wish I was them. Like that's kind of my thought process. Like so yeah. wish that I was you. I want to be doing that and spending time with you. If I'm greeting people as they're entering, I feel less like I need to greet them at the reception because I kind of already talked to them. But anyways, I'm not making you do that. What I want you to consider though, is if you have some early stragglers who show up 45 minutes to an hour before your ceremony starts, A, they're probably family and B, they're probably old. <laughs> If they're it's showing up that true. early, it's like true. they want a seat, they want to make sure they don't have to walk very far, like they're probably close to you. The saddest thing I see, not maybe not saddest, but one of like a sad thing that I see is brides get so worked up about people seeing them that it takes their joy away because, uh, yep. you know, like they're like, oh, so people are showing up, people are showing up. Like if it's taking your joy away, you need to consider if that's something worth taking your joy away. Because if your Aunt Sally, Uncle Joe, and maybe his grandma sees you beforehand because they're some of the weirdos that like to show up 45 minutes early mm -hmm. to an hour early, girl, don't let that take your joy. Like, yeah. you're going to see them anyways. And, yeah. and they're going to see you anyways. Yeah. You're, you walking down that aisle, you know, an hour later is not going to change the way that you feel walking down that aisle totally like they're still going to think you're equally as beautiful and it you know it's such a small amount of people anyways that are going to see you beforehand don't let it take your joy away and I see it far too many times that I feel like I need to bring it up to you and have like a come to Jesus moment before it actually occurs like don't like ask yourself is this taking my joy and should this be taking my joy because like even from like a first look perspective if you don't do a first look I'm going on a tangent. Do even it. I love it. I'm here for it. Even if you don't do it first look and you're like, don't want to see each other beforehand. Don't let that take your joy. Like I see that happen too, where it's like you as the sweet, sweet bride in this beautiful wedding gown, panic and allow it to consume your mind that he might see you. And you spend four hours of your day trying to hide. And yeah, can it consuming your thoughts of can you see me where is he oh my gosh is he out here like it's when it it's one thing for you to hold that belief like I don't want them to see me but it's another for it to like consume you and take your joy 
You know, the interesting thing too, that I think that brides think is that their groom is going to try to see them. He already knows that it's really important to you. Or to them sometimes. Like it's, or, it might be their important thing. Yeah. Like we just had this happen like two, three weddings ago where a truck was pulling up and the bride kind of freaked out and kind of like hid behind a wall. But little did we know, we, I asked him like, Hey, did you get a peek? He's like, no. The minute I saw like what I thought was her, I turned and covered my eyes. Like it, they're yeah. doing the same thing. Like they, if, if that is important to you, just know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just think anything that is taking your joy away. That's good feedback, man. Yeah. And you, I, I just. Don't give your joy away. Not no. on your big day. No, I had someone recently who didn't want to do their family photos beforehand, even though they were doing a first look. So they were doing a first look and getting their photos done, but they didn't want to do family beforehand because they didn't want their family to see them beforehand. And this is somebody who's close to me. Yeah. This is someone who's close to me. So I feel comfortable sharing on it. But I shared with her and I, I felt comfortable telling her how I feel, I guess is a better way to put it. I shared with her. This is your family. Remember why you're inviting them in the first place. They don't live here. Do you really want, like, if you do your family photos beforehand, that gives you the opportunity to spend time with them alone before everybody else shows up and you have zero time to spend with them later. And it's like rushed afterwards because you're doing family afterwards, you know, like all these things. Anyways, it was something that was like really stressing her out. They're going to see me before. It doesn't have to stress you out if you don't let it. Like it's only a thing if you make it a thing. If you want to make yep. it a thing, do your thing, but don't let it take your joy. Yeah. If you don't want to give your joy away, don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. So that was definitely a tangent, but I do feel like you need to hear it. It's important. It's so, 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 so important. Yeah. So, so your guests are arriving and that's what the part that arriving. we're on. Yep. They're, they're arriving. arriving. And uh, it's 45 minutes before your ceremony. You're in the back uh, or like Ashley's challenging, maybe you want to be out there greeting your guests. I would love to see more people doing that. Me too. Love it, that's to a see it. Big ask. That is, but maybe ask. someone didn't even think about that. Maybe they're like, "Wow, that would be cool." Yeah. If if you think that's cool, go for it. Um. So there's that, and then your ceremony starts. Let's say the ceremony's starting. Typically, if it is a, even if it's a Christian ceremony, those bad boys last like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Not many ceremonies last more than twenty five minutes. Unless it's a Catholic ceremony, then you're going to go an hour, hour or an hour and a half, which I've heard. It's funny. I've heard many Catholic people. I'm not Catholic, but I've heard many Catholic people say like, oh, no, no, we're super Catholic. Wait, like we have the hour and a half bad boy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily know the official names of what goes into it, but I always think that that's funny that I've had multiple say, no, no, we're super Catholic. Like, so, like, like we're getting the, the full experience. The full experience. So you know how long your ceremony is going to take. You know, I don't might know that there's much to say there. Non, what is that called? If it's a like non-religious, non-religious like, ceremony, yeah. and that which might, those so, are even quicker. Yep, ten to fifteen minutes. I had a non-religious ceremony myself, and like we didn't include anything religious in it, and ours was still like twenty-five minutes because we did a lot of personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so only you know how long your ceremony will be, and there's like no rhyme or reason. Again, like I had a longer ceremony because that was important to me to do like personal vows. And like we did a couple of like quirky things. We'll talk about it someday. Um, but yeah, so just know you can determine basically or you will know, you'll be the one to know how long your ceremony will be. So now we're to, for most people, like one of the most painstaking parts of the day, 
the 100% most painful. When this is, when this part of the day is done, whether it's before or after the ceremony, I'm literally like, oh, I feel like I climbed a mountain and I'm over it and the rest of the day is cake. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Yeah, but I kind of, I love, I love family photos because everyone hates them and I'm like striving to like do it in 15 minutes or less. Like that's my goal. Like I tell, I tell brides like I'm gonna knock this shit out in 15 minutes. Because nobody you, likes see. to do them, yeah. Nobody likes to do it. So no. th- it's honestly like a place where you can really impress a lot of people. So here's the thing with family photos. And I agree with you. I am a photographer and I obviously, and I used to despise doing family photos. Despise them. Hated them. Yep. They were such a bore, obviously. They, I mean, they are, but... I did whatever the couple requested. I did ask, challenge them with the question of, are you going to print this? And is this a photo that you care about? Because know that each photo you request is a photo that's going to take time up during your already like short period of time. So I challenged them to do that. And for a while, we were kind of getting just immediate family with grandparents. And we weren't really getting any extended families. Well, then I got married. (laughs) Chris, you took some of my, you took my family photos on my reception day. Oh yeah, I did. My most cherished photos from both my wedding day and my reception day are my family pictures. And so as much as I, it's like, it's kind of stressful to like delegate them and make them occur. There is not having that perspective. I'm like, whatever you want is you're going to get it because it's important to you. So again, challenge yourself. Like, is this photo important to me? But like yeah. I had a lot that were, I have my Texas family. I have like, yeah, my you Iowa had a family. list, man. I you did. did have a list, but even then it wasn't that bad. Like, I don't feel like we took the wind was super sucky that day. Mm-hmm. And I remember you have like, I think it's a cousin who like his hair just mopped his face. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I it looked sent like that an photo octopus. To them. I like, I literally, it's like my favorite <laughs> photo ever. And like his hair, he's just, his face is covered in his hair. It was so windy. Yeah. It was pretty windy. We but knocked that shit out though. It we went, did. It went, and it helps pro tip. It helps to have someone for both sides of the family uh, that knows everyone, that can keep everyone corralled. Because honestly, this is the trick to family photos. It's just keeping everyone there. If you can keep everyone there, it will go fast. And if you have a list and you know exactly who you need, it does not take long. Okay, two other tips. Another, like two more pro tips. One, tell everybody at the rehearsal dinner where to be. They cannot... Mm. They must pass go. They cannot stop and cruise at the bar and just go grab a drink. No way, no sir. Get to family photo. Because gosh, when somebody goes to corral somebody who went to go get a drink, it is like everybody's oh, just Oh, you're waiting. talking 10 minutes derailed. Yep. Easy. You got to go find Easy. them. It's a nightmare. So nobody, do not pass go. Just get there. So tell them the day before where to go. Tell them they cannot get a drink. Tell them it will be done quick. And as soon as it's done, they can now go get a drink. Yeah. So it's pro tip number one. Or number two, because Chris just gave a pro tip. My pro tip number three about family is when you're making your list, start big. So yep. start with like your extended family photos. And when those, like that grouping is done, we can send, extend, send extended family out of the room so that their voices aren't echoing. And now they can go to the bar. We've got less people in this room to herd around so start big and then pull people out. So like then you have your immediate family with grandma. Then we can pull grandma out. And then all everybody has to do is scoot in. 
and then we can pull parents out and then siblings scoot in yep. and siblings swap with parents and we've got small groupings now but it's so much easier to pull people out than it is to add people in yeah i totally agree I would say, how common do you think it is for people to actually do breakouts with extended? I don't feel like it's as common. No, I but, I did it, but just because it was important to me. We and and yeah, the people that it's important to, they do it. But yeah. typically, what I tell our couples is, hey, you here's multiple different ways you can do this. You can do just immediate. We categorize immediate as mom, dad. Uh, siblings, families of siblings, and grandparents. That's immediate. And then we would say extended is like aunts, uncles, cousins. Yep. And so let's say that they have a lot of people that traveled there, but they don't want to do breakouts. We say, hey, let's do one big group photo with yep. everyone yep. and then dismiss aunts, uncles, cousins, and their yep. kids and stuff. And a lot of people are good with that. And I always tell family, hey, if you didn't get a photo and you want one, find me in the reception and we'll knock it out then. You can make that request of your photographer. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. I'm standing in the same camp as you. It's a good, good camp. One. Yeah, it is. So we're it done is. with the most stressful part of the day. Family. It's gone. It's gone. It's done. It's a beautiful part of the day, but it is, it is stressful. But it's over now. And now, with this timeline, you've already finished everything else. Yep. So I, again, this is another little opportunity to do a couple husband and wife because you're now husband and wife. We did mm -hmm. couples photos earlier. You didn't have those rings on those fingers. We do a couple husband and wife photos. These are generally a little more relaxed than earlier in the day when they were more posed because... It's more posed, perfect, kind of like just saw each other type of feeling. This is yep. a little more relaxed. You've gotten married. This is like celebratory, fun, husband and wife. Oh, I have a question for you. Okay. How long should a couple wait? Maybe because I don't know if we were going to, if we said how long couples should expect for this to take. How long should they carve out for family photos? Depends on the photographer. Um, I, I say a minute of photo. You can always... You can always ask your photographer too. Yeah. My rule of thumb is one minute per photo. And it doesn't take one minute per photo, but that gives buffer room. Or like if we're thinking of a big extended family, that might take five minutes. So by planning on one minute per photo, it's not going to take one minute for a photo of you and mom. But like those added, do you know what I'm saying? Yep. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So it like evens itself out. So I that's my rule of thumb is a minute of photo. We so always plan for 30, but expect... It, this is just us. We plan for 30, but expect to be done in 15. Same. We plan so for 30. That's what we, we plan for. We generally finish in 20. Ask your um, photographer. Yeah. But I would imagine it's probably pretty close to the same. When I get those family formals lists, there's a rare occasion that I'm like, okay, guys, we got to extend this to 45 minutes. Yes. Because they, they're like psychos like me who have really <laughs> long. Yours wasn't that bad though. I, I mean, honestly, it wasn't that. I mean, it was a list, but. I probably still have it on my phone and I could, we could like laugh at and people could be like, Ashley, is this, did I, I, I mean, there was, but you it. also had like people who were not family, but are family. Like they are not family by blood, but they are close enough to you to where they are family. Yeah. Can you sense. believe like every time one of our weddings comes up, <laughs> it's just like, I'm sorry. We all have to do these pictures. Yeah. I was that's looking hilarious. to see if I really do have it on here, but I must've deleted it. It was a Anyways. big list, but again, it didn't take that long. So we figured this out, takes plan for 30 minutes to do family photos. Now we are at a portion and maybe your, your photographer is going to take a couple bride and groom photos of you guys freshly married right at this point. Now we're ready for a grand entrance. Is mm, that correct? Mm, mm. Did we miss something? What did we miss? I want to talk about something. Cocktail hour. 
Ah. So this is something I'm loving lately. And it's a newer thing. I see it mostly in the bigger cities. So I'm bringing it to all of you. Not big cities. Places like here where we live, Wichita, I would consider it's probably not. But like, you know, you might. I see this in Kansas City a lot more than I see it here at home. But cocktail hour. Cocktail hour. If you can join your cocktail hour, do you know how big of a blessing that is for your reception? It's huge. Huge. So the way that this works is you finish your photos, you join your cocktail hour for 20, 30 minutes, whatever the case may be. And it's casual. You just like walk in and people see you and they're like, oh my gosh, hi. And you start to have conversations with people at your cocktail hour. And then you don't have to have conversations with them at your reception. Like, and the cocktail hour is such a cool energy because people are up, people are walking around, they're enjoying each other. They're not stuck to their seats. The lights are still up. You can see people's faces. They're getting drinks at the bar. And you're probably paying for alcohol and hors d'oeuvres at this point. You can enjoy these the alcohol and the hors d'oeuvres at this point. And you can join in. And so the way it works, yeah, you just walk in, talk to people, mingle, and have extra time with your people. Then you leave. You go tuck away. Your DJ's like, hey, we're going to end. You guys are going to enter like officially in like 10 minutes. So you guys go tuck away. And then you do your grand entrance. I see this all the time and it doesn't feel weird because now it, yeah. you like get introduced for the first time as husband and wife. And I mean, honestly, like it's no secret you're on the property. Like people aren't going to be surprised that you're like mingling around. They're going to be happy to see you mingling. Really happy to see you. It's And it's so such a good opportunity for you to like enjoy another aspect of your day. And a lot of people like love this time when they do it. And if you have the time in your timeline to enjoy your cocktail hour, like highly, highly highly recommend prioritizing that because again it frees up this already really short time that is your reception and you don't feel like you have to spend the entire time going from table to table to table to table because you want to say hi to everybody kind of get some of them knocked out at the cocktail hour yeah we've heard a lot of brides today they regret that you want to see something yeah look at this little guy hi little guy oh cannon's getting so big look at his ears yeah they're huge Oh, he's sniffing. Say hi, Cannon. His little nose. He's not saying anything. Look at how long he is. Oh, he's getting he's, so he's big. He's our little long boy. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. You're, okay. He's Anyways, alone with he's you. Here. He's cuddling. Um, uh, that's a really, really good point about cocktail hour. Yeah. And uh, just you don't think about it. So if you have the opportunity and you like that idea, totally do it. You might want to spend that time instead, like just alone with your husband or wife, you know, it's up to you, but that's an option to consider. And then we move into the entering and all the things. And now this is something at this point, I feel like your timeline, whatever happens at this point is not as impaired. Like I feel like the pressure's off at this point. Yes. There are some things that you have to capture, but it's there's way more freedom here. And I think it gets a lot more like dependent upon what you're going to do. Maybe you're not doing a garter or a bouquet. You're not doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And but like, I still think there are some big points that we can hit on. Yeah. That are like rules of thumb. Yeah. I, if, if I think of like a normal, I love when couples, I don't know how you feel about this. We might have differing opinions. I love when couples enter and, and do their entrance and go straight into cake cutting. 
I love that. The cake can be in the center. The cake can, I don't know where your cake is, wherever your cake is. I love that you can just knock it out right away while you have everybody's attention. And then the beautiful thing about that is like your caterer can roll the cake back or your aunt or whoever's cutting the cake and they can cut the cake then. So cake cutting and people getting up to start that line to grab cake doesn't interfere with the rest of the event because I feel like sometimes if you wait to do cake later, the DJ can announce like cakes cut, you can go get, you know, cake. Well, then we have to wait to do everything else because there's like this huge long line of people waiting for cake. Yeah. So that way when people are done eating dinner, cake is cut and they can just go grab some cake because they already saw the cake being cut. Now it's time for dessert. They can just still go grab it. It doesn't have to interrupt anything. I love, love, love when couples do that. Jessica Tung of Wichita Coordination just had a post about this and she went into a lot, she presented a lot of really good points of view on cake. And that was one of them. That oh, was it really? I was going to say, did described. she debunk mine? No, no, no. She, she affirmed it, but then also gave a couple different options. Like if you're not going to do that, here's some things to consider. So we, I don't mind doing that at all. I actually don't care. I tell our couples like you can do it here or you can do it there. So if they don't do it there, then I recommend they do it. They go grand entrance, uh, dinner, speeches. And then cake cutting immediately after speeches. Mm-hmm. Go straight from speeches to cake cutting. And then right after they get their, they cut their cake, uh, the bride can go get bustled and get ready for spotlight dances. Yes, um, which is so oh, good point. That's something that needs to be considered too. But honestly, wherever they do it, I do I do think I like it a little bit more at the beginning um, like you, but I also don't mind it later in the day either. Yeah. Well, on the- Old people love to see the cake cut too. Yeah. So if you do that on the front end, they love to be able to see that and they don't have to hang out quite yes, as long if they, they, do they need their nappies. They love that part. They get so excited yeah, for that. So They really do. Anyways. The bustling though is another good point to make on like when to bustle. Bustle before your dances. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to be doing is kicking that dress around because like you're getting tangled up in the dress. Yeah, it, it it's very, unless you're going to stand still and sway side to side, which even then, like just, it's a slip hazard. It's a trip hazard. It's, you don't want to be trying to move around in it. Yeah. Yeah. If you can manage to bustle beforehand, otherwise. How long does that take? I mean, I guess it takes, it does, it, every dress is different. Every dress is different. Every bustle is different. It, I would, it probably, you need to, I feel like I see most people enter with their um, dress unbustled, cutting the cake with it unbustled. And then after they eat dinner, like them and a couple bridesmaids and mom disappear and go get that. You will need a few people. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, how long should, um, and I guess this is different. Let's talk dinner. Okay. Yeah. How long should people plan to do their dinner? I always plan. I guess it's different buffet or plated. Yeah. Buffet. I plan for an hour, but starting your toasts 45 minutes in as long as everybody makes everybody will make it through the buffet in 45 minutes generally yeah um for a normal wedding buff or dinner plated dinner i'm sorry i'm tripping up all over my words for a plated dinner i'd say it's like an hour at least because courses are another situation but about an hour is a good rule of like average thumb rule of thumb i will say what we found is a good recipe for a good party is to not draw things out. Yes. Like don't spread things out and go, okay, we just did. So let's say you did dinner 45 minutes. Good. It's a good time frame. And then you do cake and then you wait 30 minutes and then you do toast. Don't wait. And then you wait 30. Like, don't do that. Like once you start the festivities 
as far as like these additional things that you're going to do energy up just go back to back just keep it there because gosh it is isn't it so sad sometimes when a bride and groom maybe sneak outside to do something and then you come back in and everyone's gone yes everyone's gone and a lot of that i've noticed it it's it's not because they snuck away and they're gone. It's because they took too long to get things moving. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say you spread things out that they're happening every 30 minutes or even every 20 minutes. Like you really should be going back to back. Which, um, But that's I a believe. huge reason that I try to sneak them out for like sun. I, do, I don't want to take them away from their reception when the receptions began. Right. So if at all possible, I want to take you out right after dinner. And during summer, that yeah. can be hard because it can still be really bright. But I, this is every photographer's philosophy is different. I care. My personal philosophy is your memories are more important than my photos. And I should be able to get good photos without the sun setting. And you can enjoy your memories. Like maybe you'll look back and be like, oh, it would have been really nice to have a really cool sunset photo. But the chances of you... Like Chris is just so right. When you leave, people start to get, if they're not doing something, they start to get bored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you kind of have to like toe that line. Yeah, you really, really do. But this is where having open communication with your, like you can express these things to whoever, maybe your photographer's planning your, helping you with your timeline. Maybe it's a wedding coordinator, planner, whoever it is, you know, you can have these conversations. Hey, I'm worried about people leaving early. Is this too long? Uh, between this and this um but yeah i would i would really suggest once you start those festivities after dinner go back to back get that dance floor open get it flowing and you know get to having a good time yeah i totally agree which speaking of dancing personally when you're thinking of how long to have your photographer there which this transitions very well into afterwards but i I'm personally to hear what you're going to say need need 20 minutes of a party. I need 20 minutes of a party. And so I need that dance floor to be open for 20 minutes. And if you have a raging group, I need you to be on. That's another thing. Be on the dance. If you care about the party, you be on that dance floor. Yeah. If you're not on the dance floor, nobody else is on the dance floor. A big part of that is, dude, you know what? (gasps) I just realized, like you said that, and I literally just had a string of weddings. If the bride and groom are not on the dance floor, no one else is. Did I, I just gave you a moment, huh? Dude, I never made, that, made connection. that connection. Yeah. If they're not on the dance floor, nobody is on the dance floor. If oh, the bride and groom man. are on the dance floor, people are like, oh, let's go party with them. Otherwise, they're like, I don't know these people or I don't yeah. want to be the only person on the dance floor. Like, and I feel like I'm point, the only person on the dance floor half the time because I'm like trying to just get people out there. So I'm like, yeah. come on, come don't make me look stupid. Come dance with join, me. Join me on the yeah. dance floor. Yeah. Dude, that's really good. We say, uh, we're pretty serial, pretty serial, <laughs> pretty similar. We say 30 minutes. I'm like, hey, I need 30 minutes. Like, yep. you just, but, and that's just to get a variety. Like, if it is a packed dance floor and people are out there, yeah, it's not going to take three songs. Give me three songs. Exactly. Like, and DJ, don't go slow. Come out swinging. Yes. Like, do a couple high energy. Go ahead and get a cha-cha slide in there or whatever. Pack it out. Yeah. Like, let's, don't save the big guns for later. Yeah. But really, I think it's pretty unnecessary to have two hours of dancing coverage. Ooh, no. I do, I love sometimes 
as much as like my feet don't love it, I like to be able to have an hour because same. You get a variety of people. Right. Some people the drinks hit and then they're, you know, then they're out there. Exactly. 45 Anything minutes more after. than an hour though, I'm like you don't need like you are unnecessarily paying for my coverage because nothing new is yeah. happening right now. So, yes. I agree, but that said, that swings into sparkler. So if you want sparkler, there's quite a few things you can do here. <laughs> This is we, a whole I think I, okay. You share this, and then I have a potential new trend that we just photographed this last. Really, this last weekend that I kind of want to share. Okay, that's so, a trend that I haven't seen. So with sparkler exits, you can generally pay. F- you would need like two hours of dancing. Generally, I would say by average before your sparkler exit would occur when you would leave. Um, I would say most receptions, by the way, are about four hours. From like kind of start to finish, I think if I like on average, but you'd have two hours of dancing just to get that sparkler exit. And I want to give you a couple perspectives. One perspective, A, that's really fun. If you want to pay for your photographer to do that and like stay for the end, you do you. Um, Know that at the end, everybody's real drunk. You may have drunk face. Your makeup may be all over. You may be all sweaty. Yeah, your clothes are looking crazy. That that ties off the off your partner. Like, yes, not on him. Yes, which can be really fun. It like, can genuinely can be really fun, but also it can it, like drunk plus fire. <laughs> Very scary when you're going underneath that. For yeah. for sober me, <laughs> like I soberly am like, do not drop that on my head. But. At the same Even time. when you're like walking backwards as a photographer, yeah, like exactly. is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Chris, drop it on your bald head. Ouch. Oh my god, that would hurt so bad. Right, it's scary, but we can do it. We've done it. We can do it. We also do like what we call mock sparkler exits, and it's just your wedding party, and your wedding party goes outside before we leave. We do it like do it more of like a fun photo op. Not everybody's drunk. We can like do some extra things because you're not actually yeah. leaving and you go back in. It's just wedding party and maybe some family members or people who are lurking by. And that way your party is still going on inside. Sending everybody outside and then trying to get everybody back in is hard because sometimes people are like, well, we're already out. Like now's a good time to go. Um, so I generally like only recommend having like a select few people come do that. Um, and then you can do cool variations. It's like, oh, they walk through. Now everybody crowd around them and, you know, like you yeah. can do some cool stuff. Yeah. We did have in the winter time, there's a really cool opportunity for sparklers, but you do sparkler entrance with your wedding party instead. Uh, so because okay. the, it's dark, then you yes. can like enter with sparklers into your reception. That was cool. Okay. what What's your trend? Okay. So, well, now I, do, now I don't feel like it sounds that cool. Why? I don't know. Now I'm getting all insecure, but it was really, it was the first time we've experienced it and it was, I thought really, really well done. Um, so they had a pretty big, big wedding. There was probably, well, I don't know how big it was, but they basically lined everybody up and they did a grand entrance where they lined everyone up and they bought like a shit ton of dried flower petals, like a lot. Yes. And when people, I want people to do this. Like it was so, it was, it got the party started. Like it just kicked it off. Okay. And since they were so colorful and like, it was, it was really interesting situation. It was dark inside. It was like a barn 
but the flash and the way that it hit and popped and it just made the colors like they weren't just all one color Mm -hmm. they were like jewel tone color it just looked really really good anyways there's a photo that i have um i'll be posting it on instagram but it looks really good like it looks like because there's like flowers in the foreground and you can see their face it looks just as cool as sparklers but it's different and you can do it indoors and it was awesome I thought it was a really cool way for them to enter yeah no I love that we I have on a questionnaire and nobody ever chooses it like doing a like sparking the thought of doing like a grand entrance and their entrance being like a sparkler entrance or a flower entrance or a confetti entrance or like whatever but I haven't had anybody do it, but I love the idea because you're going in on a high or it's the same thing. Like if you don't want to pay for sparklers, like sparkler exit coverage, or maybe you don't even care about that. And one of our brides, one of her regrets was that like they actually did the sparkler exit because she wished she would have just like stayed the entire night and not yeah. like left early for that like photo. Anyways, um, you can do like an exit down the aisle with flowers mm-hmm. or like if you're leaving a church, you know, you can do that like grand exit, like down the stairs where people are like tossing flowers or rice. That's like a really good alternative to still get that celebratory moment. Um, and forego the sparklers if sparklers aren't your thing. Yeah. But I I'm love definitely going to do, I'm going to be doing a post about it because I would love to see more of this dried flower thing. I yeah. mean, I haven't done a wedding with that yet and it was just the timing i think the placement of it too typically everyone wants to do it at the end of the night just doing it at the beginning just also i felt like kicked it a step above yes but that was cool couple tips for sparkler exits uh and these are very important where the hell did cannon go i hope he's not peeing upstairs okay um couple couple tips number one do not you you're gonna need a torch you're gonna need like one of those butane torches to light them makes it much quicker Yes, if you try to light it with just a regular lighter, it's going to be very hard. Yeah. Second part to that, do not bunch them up and light them all at once because they will all ignite and burn down in seconds. Um, and it, like, they I can explode somebody's happen. hand. Like it's they, it's bad. It's not safe at all. Like the fire feeds off of one another and they literally burn down in less than five seconds. Yep. That's another second tip. Um. Other tip, but that's be, a safety tip probably, too, because it can, literally can create a sparkler bomb and blow somebody's hand up. And yeah, for sure. Like actually, the other thing is the type of sparklers that you get. Oh, don't go and buy your sparklers at the Fourth of July tent or the New Year's Eve tent where they're selling fireworks. Do not get those. Number one, those are going to be so 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 smoky. Those are normally like they just. It's not the same kind of burn. It's different. Those typically give off way more smoke. Go to WeddingSparklers.com, yep. so generic, and get your sparklers. You're going to want it. You could get by on a minute and a half. I typically think two and a half minute burn time is pretty great. Like, yeah. You're going to have plenty of time to light them. You're going to be able to go down a couple times and do a couple things. That would be my suggestion with the types of sparklers. Yeah, those are really good tips I didn't even think of sharing. But yeah, the the smoky ones can just like really put a damper on... <laughs> I mean, they'll cover, well, they, the smoke will like cover smell, you up. Well, they smell toxic too. So people are like coughing. Yeah. And it's just, it's not It's good. a smoke, like a, smoke. You're running through smoke. You're running. Yeah, you're running. Yeah, it's different. The, the wedding sparklers on weddingsparklers.com are designed to have a good burn time and to look good 
in photos. Yeah. And they're actually pretty afford- affordable. You can buy a quarter of a box, half a box, a full box. Like it's not as expensive as you might think it would be. It's probably pretty comparable. <gasps> that reminds me. Those, have you seen those? I don't know what they're called. Those like light sticks. Yes. So like you get it, like if you go to like an NBA game or a circus. Yes. Those yeah, light those are sticks. Cool. My I, most poppin' weddings are when people have something to do with their hands. And so when people have these light sticks, like it's almost, you know, when you go to a costume party and you feel like you have a little more fun at the costume party because everybody's kind of like, everybody's in it. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that feeling. Like everybody's got these like glow sticks or light sticks and they're like wave. Light sticks are so much more fun than glow sticks though, but they really are. You're just like jamming. Like the other one, you, you remember the song Sandstorm? By DJ T- yes, yes, yes. That came on at a wedding recently and everybody had these light sticks. And I was like, okay, this just took me back to high school. Like, <laughs> so everybody was having so much fun. And I literally took a video and sent it to my friend planning her wedding. And I was like, pro tip, like you have to get these. Like Buy this these. just made this Buy them now. so much fun for people. Like they step out of their box and like, yes, that was fun. That's fun. Have you done a New Year's Eve party yet? A I New have. Year's Eve wedding? I've done. I've done a few of them. Do you like them? I do. My. F- or do you wish you were just at home chilling? Um. Um. I go back and forth. I always. I have this like dream that like my New Year's Eves at home are going to be like incredibly amazing or romantic or whatever, and it never really is. And so, but Ashley and I have done a lot of New Year's Eve weddings, and do you charge? Do you charge more for those? Yes. I yes. was going to say, yeah. Yes. I feel like. I mean, you're, cause you're that's, there for a whole year. <laughs> literally. Dad joke. That was such a dad joke. I know. But you're, it's, I mean, you're taken away from that, your vendors, like whoever your vendors are, is holiday. So yeah, yeah, charge more. You're going to pay a premium. Yep. But I love, like, I've, I've seen balloon drops at midnight. I've seen. Confetti cannons. Yep. The, um, the. That was a really good noise. That was a good one. I've seen those things, um, the like Happy New Year hats, like yeah, yeah, they're really fun. So that's good. And I think New Year's Eve, like just on that topic of New Year's Eve weddings, it gives people the opportunity to have a safe place to go. So I think it's really smart. Um, as a vendor, sometimes I'm like, dang it, am I working on New Year's Eve? But if I was a guest, I'd be like pumped to have something to do. It's time to get fucked up. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what it would be like. Yes. Anyways, Dude, that's a timeline, man. That, that's the timeline. With a bunch of just little like tips and things throughout it. I'm going to like scan through this really quick. What am I missing? Let's see if there's anything. Yeah, I'll scan through. Couples photos. Scan through mine really quick. We're looking through our bridal guides that we give our brides. Um, On a getting ready location for where you choose to get ready... Make sure it has a lot of windows and not yellow walls. Good call. Like, please no yellow walls. A lot of like There are some venues here in town that it's pretty notorious. I feel like nobody uses their bridal suite because there's no windows. Yeah. They it, always get married. You know, they go to a hotel. Yeah. It's and just not other good. pro tip, keep, I mean, your photographer is probably going to have a spot that they want to have things, but maybe try to congregate instead of everything and like all over the room, maybe put it in one corner, like the bags. Yeah. Where they're getting ready. The bras. Like it's really weird for me sometimes. I'm like, Hey, can you move that bra? <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to pick it up and move it, but just try to keep everything like have a getting ready corner. Like this is where everything 
goes. And that'll help just when it's time to pick up and for everyone to get on the party bus if you're doing that or to run out the door. Like everything's not going to be scattered. That will help in multiple different situations. Yeah. Um, with the... I have another tip. I have another tip. It has to do with drinking. Bring it. Just thinking of the weddings where the some wedding party members may get too hammered. Oh, right at the start. Yeah, but like before the ceremony starts. Like we had one yeah. wedding where there were wedding party members who didn't make it down the aisle because they were so oh, no. hammered. And like that is, of course, like that's happened one time in my eight-year career. But it's just if you ha- no like tread lightly with the alcohol but like have yeah, fun don't, don't go hard yeah man. have fun but don't like you everyone you might have to have a conversation with your your bridal party if you know someone is like you know she's called tipsy tina for a reason tina you know, like, make it an appearance if you, again <laughs> if you need to have a conversation with them have it ahead of time like hey you can party but wait till this yeah point. yeah i totally agree that's you're it. gonna be annoyed with them honestly like yeah i've seen friendships be really damaged yeah, because yeah. someone was selfish and they got slammed right at the beginning of the day yeah oh gosh one day it's we hard. need to do horror stories i'm just thinking of your horror story it's coming halloween we're yeah. gonna do it halloween on halloween horror stories. halloween episode horror stories so that's a timeline i don't know th- oh the only other thing that we were going to cover is how like long your day should be how long do you need coverage for i think i have a, a pretty a good idea all right I can give a, a little synopsis, a, a fast one. Okay. If it is a, so typically I think 80% of weddings can be an eight hour wedding day. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. and I'm maybe being even a little conservative with that number. Yeah. Most weddings can be an eight hour wedding day. Yeah. I think you need a 10 hour wedding day. If I'm not picking on you, if you're Catholic, but if you're Catholic and you're taking a party bus to multiple locations like to do you're going from the your catholic church to somewhere else to do photos like in your city and then from that location to the reception reception you are probably going to need 10 hours mostly because of travel time and the added ceremony time yes um every single catholic ceremony it's really hard to do it shorter than 10 i have done it shorter than 10 but you know that if you're going to do an eight-hour wedding coverage with a catholic ceremony you're going to have to give up some dancing time and have to give up some yep. getting ready time where they just show up and put the dress on. But yeah, yeah, Chris is right. If you're having a Catholic ceremony, you want 10 hours. Um, and then if you want to be a little extra and get extra coverage, you can get 10 hours otherwise. But but nine times, I mean, nine times out of maybe even 9.999 times out of 10 when a bride's like, I need 10 hours. I like, I'm like, hey, well, let's talk. You know, I don't tell them no, but like, hey, let's talk and let's work this out because you might not need it. You, but they may have gotten this advice from a friend or family member that's like, oh, girl, you need 10, you know, and you really don't. Um, but that Especially would, I think those are the one venue the whole time. Yes. And and that would be the other example of a Catholic uh, ceremony that might not. Like there are some places like Catholic churches that have really nice, like, have you been to the one that's like a little village in here? An- it's like yeah, in, in Andover. Andover. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's really cool. I've never been to another Catholic church like that. No, that's but, cool. It's decorated. It looks like Little Italy or something it does. like that. It's so inside. precious. Inside. And it's done well. It doesn't look tacky. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. But that's an example of, okay, you don't have travel time. Like yep. you're going to knock everything out there. Yep. Um, so there's eight, there's 10 hours. I think 
you can get away with six hours. Uh, I alluded to this earlier. If you don't care about the details and you don't care about that and you are not going to have a DJ at your reception. Or if you don't, you can take off time if you don't have a wedding party as well. I've had a couple who like, they, that's true. Like a couple of couples who don't have a wedding party. So they don't need quite as long because they don't have those, that set of portraits to do. But you'll cut out an hour from the start of your day at the very beginning there. And an hour, if you're not going to have a DJ, like if you're not cutting cake, if you're not doing any of that stuff, no speeches, mm-hmm. none of that there saves you another hour. There's your six hours. Yep. So I think that you can get away with it. If your reception is going to be super chill, super low key, there's no dinner. You're going to just, gather and talk to people like if the reception is not that big of a deal and you're not doing much you can get away with six yep i 100 percent agree with that i haven't done a many six hour weddings you do a lot more than i do yeah we do we do but you know we're kind of in that lower that lower price point too so we still have some couples that are like they're still rocking that and it's the best decision for them to go six. Oh, absolutely Oh, and if I, I love it, man, because it's like, say. Ooh, it's a quick day. Quick day. Feet, I'll tell you what, man, around the six hour mark, my feet start feeling it. Yep, exactly. It's like you're at that point. You just got to the reception and you're, you know, maybe getting some detail shots while you're there. You're taking a picture of the cake before they walk in, getting your flash set up. That's when I notice it. And then luckily we get to sit down for, you know, 15 yeah. minutes or so, have dinner. I And then you pick it back up. I haven't told you about my wedding. This is like we're kind of off the topic of timelines, but I just did a wedding and they did so many things non-traditionally, but it th- I thought of it because my feet were aching so bad. I like to take an extra pair of shoes. If my feet start hurting, I can swap like how the soles feel on my feet. Oh, and Lara does that. Does she really? Yep. It's, she brings two pairs every time. It's worth it. But I had packed them, but I didn't actually like, get them into my car. So my feet were aching and I at one point I was doing it solo my, the wedding so I like had taken my shoes off to do like portraits because I was like guys my feet are killing me and she took her shoes off so I took my shoes off it was great <laughs> and then so they knew my feet were killing me and the next day I had a freaking gift card in my inbox from them for a foot massage it was so oh sweet oh my gosh but what them in particular I wanted to share a couple cool things they did so they decorated so she she had her hair and makeup done. He brought over Panera to the hotel room. Her hair and makeup is done. Her dress is laying on the bed. And I'm just like rolling with it. Like if she's cool with this, I'm cool with this. Like I'm not going to yeah. put any preconceived notions in your head about is how you Is this the wedding be. where they decorated together? Yes. Did I tell oh you about gosh. this already or did you just see it on Instagram? I saw it on social media. Yeah. Yeah. It was so cool. So like he, the, her dress was on the bed. Like he'd seen it, but he had never seen it on her. And like... This was like a great example. She just didn't let anything steal her joy. Like he brought Panera and that was like what was going to make her happiest was like kind of spending the day with him. They worked together to like put petals all over the reception hall. She's like walking around in her little like getting ready robe and he's helping put in flowers on like the reception tables. And I was just like watching them in awe of how they just didn't let any wedding standards keep them in the way of like being together that day. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever witnessed because like it was almost like they were like oblivious to what they were quote unquote supposed to do. And they didn't have this pressure to like, no, I'm not supposed to see him or he's not supposed to see my dress or like we're not, I'm my hair and makeup is done. He's not supposed to see what I'm going to look like. Like 
it was just really like a humongous breath of fresh air that they were just almost in the best way, like naive. Like it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So I wanted to share that because it was just like, they didn't let anything affect them. Any of the shoulds. I've talked to Lara about this and we've talked about like doing a 10 year, Mm -hmm. like a 10 year wedding, uh, like vow renewal. Um, but what I want to do, we've talked about this. I want to get ready with her. Like that just seems like that makes so, like I know you and Justin did that. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you not want to be with your person? Like I just, I mean, I get it. I get it. I 100% get it. But for me and for us where we're at, it's like, that just sounds like so much more fun. Mm-hmm. to be with your person mm-hmm. i get it's not for everybody but yeah. for us it's like that would be the one thing if like i heard about that then i think we would both have done be up for doing that yeah yeah not a regret but it's like a, oh that's cool that's if cool. we ever do a vow renewal we're doing that yeah well it's like they're your hype up person like they're the person that's going to look at you the most and be like you look amazing wow like i know and yeah. i can totally see me like with lara like i mean I'm always slapping her butt, like slapping her butt and just being like, oh my God, you look so hot. Yeah. You know, like, like you're literally gassing her, her up. up, gassing her up, man. Yeah. And just like having a, you know, having a drink with her, eating little snacky. Okay. And- but this is also another reason I love first looks. Like I know we had Abigail yeah. on and she didn't love the first looks and, but this is some a reason I love them is, and I think I said this on that episode with her. You get more time with your person. Yep. Like you otherwise you just avoid them all pro. day. Yeah. Yeah. So I also had on that note, I had a bride. This is all so very random at the end of the episode. If you're still here, <laughs> you didn't probably expect <laughs> Thanks. this. But Thanks for hanging. Yeah. The um she wanted to spend her day with him. And so she had like a cheaper dress, like a like a Lulu's type mm-hmm. simple gown that was maybe like maybe a hundred bucks. And so she wore that and it was like a little more, uh, boho. And so she wore that, did a first look with him, hung out with him all day. Like she really liked this dress too. And then when she, like we went back for that guests hiding 40, 30 to 45 minute time while guests are arriving and she changed into her ceremony dress. And so like, he he didn't know about it. Did he? He knew she had a different dress, but he didn't know what it was. So that was how she, did it. And That's so she did all so of her portraits cool. in her first dress. And so like we did some in her second dress, but like she didn't care about that as much, which I remember being like, are you going to want any photos in this dress? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, let's get a couple. But yeah, we're still going to do it. <laughs> she just wanted to be with him. So that was how she worked around that was like, she just got a different dress to do like a first look and like hang out and do wedding party photos. It was pretty incredible. It's just like, if you let yourself be free of the expectations of what you think society thinks you should do. Like you can kind of create what I like. These are so many different ideas from so many different people and they just do what feels right for them. Yeah. So gosh, I think it's cool. That's, that's amazing. I love every bit of that. Every bit of this random. Just do what you want to do. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Absolutely. So you be you. We hope that this was helpful. Timeline stuff. This is like one of the biggest questions I always get from my brides is timeline stuff. Yep. Yep. And hopefully this inspired a lot of like ideas or triggered some thoughts in you, um, gave you some good direction. Maybe you have different perspectives. You can always pop in on the new Facebook group, which the link is in the show notes. And which we, can we have did a chit not chat talk about, about on this episode. Oh my gosh, you're right. Mm-hmm. We just recorded you know what Friday's I'm gonna episode. Do? So. We'll talk about it right now. Okay. I'm going to record a short intro and throw it at the beginning Okay. of this. 
but yes, there's a brand new Facebook group that you can you can join, and uh, it's about community. It's about creating community around around the bridal breakdown and intentional and this wedding and planning. Having, yeah, mental all of health. that. So go join it. Yeah. There's a link in the in the show notes. Yeah, if you like this episode, go. It's really really great and moment gives us momentum. If you go to our podcast page and leave us a review, if you liked this, share it with a friend, someone that you think will find this helpful. And we will see you on Friday. We'll see you on the flippity flop. Yep. 